This is JFM Podcast. Good evening to you and welcome to the program Niger at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsa Akfanab. It's a beautiful Monday, uh, Monday evening that is. Uh, beautiful Monday evening, 27th of uh, November 2023. Uh, Gilbert Joseph, good evening. How's the day and how's the weekend? Good evening, Ponsak. It was a good day. It was an eventful weekend. Um, and we're here. We're here again. Let's thank God and enjoy it. I think Arsenal won their game. Yes, that was that was a crack out again because it was tough. Imagine getting, you know, your goal in the last minute of regulation time after a tough dig. Mm. That was exactly what happened. And to crown it all, a man who's been despised by even the Arsenal fans. His name is Kai Havertz. I don't he was know. signed for sixty-five million pounds, and he's appeared to flop all season long. Not until that day when he rose to the rescue. I so you could imagine what you love being someone who was written off, and at such a crucial moment, he's become up. the chief cornerstone. <laughs> Thank you. The rejected one. Yeah, and of course I saw uh, people posting videos of uh, Manchester United, <laughs> United player, you know, yeah. doing the bicycle yeah. kick. Uh, it was very, very uh, interesting. Well, I have stories. I have friends who follow, you know, football, but it's not something that I'm yet to find the excitement, you know, in sitting down and watching soccer. Uh, for whatever reason, you know, I really don't know, but I'm yet to find that excitement. I really w- wonder what makes people excited, you know, watching uh, 22 people just roaming around <laughs> we're going beach. to convert you from soon and soon we're yeah, going but, to do that you know but I have uh, of course I'm a Plateau United you know uh, fan <laughs> and uh, my friend is the GM of Mighty Jet so maybe I, I have uh, I will support Mighty Jet but uh, Plateau United will be your one. primary lover yeah yeah well Gilbert <laughs> I think let's start the program this way it's really unfortunate you know what our politics is is becoming uh, in Lamingo over the weekend. The billboard uh, of uh, Honorable Dachu Musa Bagos was vandalized, and this is the second time. You know, recall that the first billboard to be vandalized was that of uh, Chief Kefas uh, Rapshik, mm-hmm. also known as Kefiano, mm-hmm. at the Dadinkoa, you know, around Dadinkoa axis. And he looked for the boy, and he was jailed. But at the end of the day, he granted him uh, mercy and. Uh, in fact, he gave the boy, you know, a, check on, a second chance at life. Uh, but for people to go and vandalize somebody's post uh, billboard, I mean, he has paid the state money. Uh, he has, you know, printed. I think that is uncalled for, and that is uh, that is a very. I don't. I, I'm looking for the right word, you know, to use. A very callous, you know, thing to do, uh, and it shows that people are, are not civilized. Whoever you know did that, it shows how uh, barbaric, you know, you are. You are yet to uh, be civil, you know, as a human being. You still operate like an orangutan or you know, like an ape. 
uh, for you to vandalize. I always say that politics is the contestation of ideas. You you shouldn't you know go to the extent of vandalizing somebody's, and it's not a campaign. I mean that billboard just has you know the picture of uh, Honorable Dachu Musa Bagos and the inscription in God we trust. That was just you know all he was saying. He wasn't you know saying anything, uh, you know anything to anybody you know or even campaigning. That was basically what he was saying that you know in, in God we trust with his picture. But for you to do, go to the extent of you know vandalizing someone's poster is is barbaric and is is uncouth. And I I call on the community leaders you know in that local in that area. Uh, to really fish out, you know, the perpetrator. Uh, we don't want this unless, you know, a circle, you know, to start. It's, it's very, very unfortunate, to say the least. True. That's, that's senseless. And assuming that another politician were to have their billboard um, somewhere in, in any part of town and perhaps in the stronghold of Nacho Musabagos and Nacho Musabagos' supporters decide to also carry out a revenge mission and um, the vicious cycle continues. What are we making of the society? What type of message are we transmitting? And um, for me, when I saw the report of that, uh, having thought about everything surrounding um, that unfortunate turnout of event, I did think that the person who carried it out was sponsored. He was, because, yeah. yes. I because mean, it's, it's not, you know, uh, someone who just, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Right. So that's the event. And that's unfortunately, or fortunately, there are other, too many billboards of the same gentleman in other parts of town that yeah. I've been to. Nothing has happened. So why the exception to a certain particular territory? Yeah, and I also think that it will be, it will be, an action worthy of commendation if he were to go all out in fishing out the person who perpetrated that. Because like you said, it's about resources. He paid money. I'm sure Advertising Practitioners Council uh, are in charge of all of these things and he must have taken cognizance of the due process and even gone through it mm. only for someone to come and render his resources useless. It's really important that either... Uh, Honorable Musa Bagos himself or even security personnel take fish up the out, challenge yeah. to fish out the perpetrator of that action. Show him a Just a thank you, thank you. Show to show that lesson. our society has laws, our society is capable of, I mean, the man has done no wrong. Like you said, this is a civil society. This is, I mean, despite the situation he underwent to say in court, he didn't give up. It's not as if he took this wrongly and decided to just met out a political punishment on anybody. Yeah. He showed he was civil by accepting defeat and went ahead to do what perhaps would even grant him peace of mind. Yeah. Only for uh, someone course, to attempt you know, to rob him of that. Yeah. It's not nice. It's yeah. really unpolitical. And that is not the sort of system we should be entrenching in society. Very true. Uh, very true. So uh, please, young people, uh, disease from that because uh, uh, from all, you know, that can be gleaned from this, it shows that uh, there may be a sponsor somewhere, you know, asking, you know, people to go and, you know, carry out that. Over the weekend, Governor Mudfang came into town, I mean, uh, chairs, and uh, I mean, he was visibly seen, and I've never, 
the crowd was very massive. In fact, that was it Saturday. It was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. I couldn't even you know drive around town because, especially you know at the time that uh, uh, he arrived, because most of the roads uh, in Jaws Bukuru Metropolis was locked because uh, the governor you know arrived town. And uh, one thing that I I love about Governor Mutfang is that. I don't. I don't think that he's deterred or he's even discouraged. I mean, from what he has been saying, for example, and for and here's the irony of it: instead of people giving him hope, he's the one you know giving people hope. hope. True. And on top of that, mm-hmm. you know, he's continuing with the work uh, that Plato people. You know, just look at Saturday. Today he was out uh, inspecting some road construction. So it shows that look, uh, first things first. You know, he has the mandate of plant to people for four years. Whatever you know, it is he's not distracted. You know, by the court cases, uh, he's still on ground and making sure you know, uh, that things you know are, are done. You know, uh, for the best interest of plant to people. And if you look at you know some of the comments that you know he said on uh, Saturday, you know, I, I I truly see you know a leader that you know has the best interest you know of the people in him uh encouraging people you know his supporters to say that look uh this thing is just you know a face we're going to get out of it uh this is what leaders you know should do and people you know saw him very close unlike uh over the last eight years that's uh, Plato people will just see their governor on television, but they've not come up close, you know, to uh, the governor like Governor Mutfang. So, I think that is a, is is a radical departure from the past, and I think that uh, here's someone who is committed, you know, to ensuring that things have been done and done in the right way. If you ask me, Gilbert, he exhumed confidence, and uh, from his speech, um, you could see strength, you could smell strength, despite, according to him, um, all of the events that have unfolded in the past few days. Um, it's a phase of life. That was what he said in his speech, you know, and that um, it's normal in life for you to to have a bumpy ride at times and that's just what is the situation at this point in time well um, of particular interest is that master stroke leadership wise again to have taken a tour of the city to supervise certain um, jobs he has given um, for contractors to do in the interest of plateau people, mm. in the interest of citizens who go about their normal activities. And I think he undertook that successfully, at least to help him to ha- have a hands-on idea of the type of job that has been done for the people, because that's primarily the interest. And you see, like it's important for people to know that once you win election, even if it were just a day you would spend in office, mm-hmm. make sure you leave something, you leave a huge mark that can be seen, that can be smelt because the next minute you never can tell. Nobody owns their lives in their hands. Yeah, absolutely. So it's forget better about to do. Even Thank, the you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank forget you. Forget. Even if it's the next minute, yeah. just act in the now. And I think that's quite important. Mm. It's not about whoever that is there. Just act accordingly and make sure that the people reap the dividend mm. for going out to vote. Even if they didn't vote for you. Yeah. Provided they voted, they desired 
that something differently be done. I mean, and that's the situation. Yeah, just look at what he has uh, done, you know, over the last seven months or so, about seven months, uh, having Ngulongas and without any conflict. Mm-hmm. As, as far as, you know, uh, to this point, I've not Amicably, heard anybody, yeah. you know, uh, writing a petition to anybody, you know, saying that, no, we don't accept, you know, this Ngulongas. Uh, and, of course, you know, the youngest speaker in the history yeah. of Plato State. State. Uh, not him, and though, think, not not him, though yeah. but uh, the uh, lawmakers. Mm-hmm. These are some of the gains, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that. But it's they, under his administration, of course. He still recon. Nineteen PDP members, you know, were sacked, and uh, I mean, there's no hula balloon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've just accepted their fate, and, and you know, life, on. yeah, Absolutely. life has to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, go on. Mm-hmm. And uh, bef- lest I forget, you know, one important thing that I see in the governor, Governor Mutfang, is. His ability to do M and E monitoring and evaluation. evaluation, you know, leaders if they give jobs, and uh, this is something that you know even Governor Jang, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I I'm tempted to mention you know a, a joke that I heard you know, but it's not a joke. It really happened, you know, that Governor Jang gave you know a job uh, road construction and he came out you know you know Baba can come out unexpectedly uh, with his walking stick and he was you know. Uh, Digging holes into it. I said, no, no, this is not the agreement now. This is not the agreement. <laughs> you know, this is, you have to follow what's in the uh, bill of tender. You know, this is not. A, so leaders, you know, suppose uh, are to ensure that if they um, assign tax. They should go after, you know, that person. You know, ask, okay, what is the progress report? When can I come and... Not even when can I... I'm coming unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. You know, that is how... And during the time of Governor Jang, some even commissioners lost their job because, you know, he would just come unexpectedly and That's say, okay... accountability. Of course. Mm-hmm. And holding people to account. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, what we see practically today uh, Governor Mutfang has done. And uh, for me, he's not distracted, just... Uh, continue doing uh, what you do as far as you know uh, Plato people benefit you know for the time that uh, you'll be there let's play this insert yeah, before we go there yeah, yeah. Mama Rice who did her birthday um, it was yesterday it was yesterday yes um, just yeah. to say a happy birthday to her the only yeah. girl we have in <laughs> Mama Rice happy birthday to Ingo well let's play this inside here by Gisani when we come back the show will continue stay here we are, we are operating democracy, which says government of the people, by the people, for the people. But the system of government that we have, you know, does not, you know, uh, nah, no, it doesn't operate like that. It's not because what is happening is that even the elections themselves, you know, are not conducted, you know, in the manner that is conceived by uh, uh, the drafters of the constitution because institution where you have the umpire the regulatory agency itself you know being appointed by one of the participants in the elections how can you expect a free fair credible election in that scenario democracy itself you know uh, can survives when you have three things you know, uh, uh, in place, when you have strong institutions in place, when you have justice, when you have peace, and you can see how you know, some of the elites 
people in government have used these three uh, uh, conditionalities you know, to their advantage. People create violence around elections so that the best person does not get to be elected. Because when there's crisis, people run away. Some will not come out to vote, so they get their way. You know, so peace is absent in that respect. The institution is still supposed to be strong, like we have been we have been discussing. From the foundation, it's weak. Well, glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. My name is Gilbert Joseph. And here is a special invitation to you. Yeshua Kingdom Foundation uh, is inviting you uh, to a Thanksgiving concert with the theme, uh, The Way of God. The president or the uh, founder of that uh, Foundation is Pastor Jonah David Jang, of course. Uh, Baba Jang, that's all, uh, that's the name that uh, we know him with. And this Thanksgiving concert, which is going to come uh, on the 1st of December, that will be this Friday, uh, starting 3 p.m., we'll have the preacher, uh, Pastor Emmanuel Kure, who is going to be representing Pastor E. Adeboy, the General Overseer of Redeemed Christian Church of God. And a special goodwill message will come from the Executive Governor of Plateau State, Barrister Caleb Manasi Mutfang. Music ministers, Moses Bliss, Apostle Dabs, uh, G. Wills, uh, Steve Willis, Ezra Junang, and Niken Chuang. 1st of December, don't forget, at the Ten Commandment Monument in Dueidu, just south, local government. Ten Commandment, I mean, it has brought visitors from all over the world, you know, to uh, Plateau. So that will be that. Well, Gilbert, let's give a bit of premise, you know, uh, to the guest that we're going to introduce. Mm-hmm. So last week, Wednesday, was it, Gilbert, was saying that uh, we've tried our best reaching out to uh, APC, you know, um, uh, members, you know, to come on the show to just have a chat with us, you know, to hear from their own side of the story. And then Osama on Thursday, Osama is a great colleague here, uh, he reiterated that. And the interesting thing, you know, Osama is more famous and he has more <laughs> voice, I would say, than both of us. And someone reached out to Osama uh, via social media, indicating his interest. And of course, can I see your um, APC restoration? Uh, this is authentic. I saw it, you know, this afternoon. Uh, Yakubu Musa Pada and the... Uh, I mean, registration, date of registration is 18th February 2021. This gentleman reached out to Osama to say, look, Osama, I am an APC member. Uh, I would like to come and, you know, I've accepted the challenge because Osama, you know, it was like a challenge Mm -hmm. that Osama, you know, threw open. Uh, This gentleman, you know, said that, look, I am willing and ready to come any day you would invite me. And Osama, you know, thought it wise to say, you know, he can come on our show. And we're so grateful, you know, uh, to our colleague, uh, Osama, senior colleague, you know, at that, Osama for helping to produce, making this show possible today. So we have Mr. Yakubu Pada. Good evening. Thank you very much uh, for coming. Good evening, Ponsak. Good evening, Gilbert, and the other guests in the house. It's Piffin One Plateau. 
Yeah. Well, we have uh, John Keller, uh, who just uh, buried his father. Uh, I think last week was it? Last week. Uh, we're glad to have you. At least you are you're very strong. And our sincere apologies. Mm. I couldn't make it uh, to for the burial. And I learned that a lot of people, mm. uh, you know, were looking forward to just meet and greet. But uh, it's so unfortunate. Uh, that day I had, you know, <laughs> it was. I mean, even I was you know, at lunch. I was uh, talking to Gilbert. Mm. Even yesterday, a similar, you know, situation happened mm. with uh, last week mm. Wednesday. But it's all good. We're happy that uh, uh, just like the good book we say. Uh, Children should bury their, you know, mm. fathers, parents instead of the other way around. Good evening, Mr. John Keller. Thank you very much for coming. Good evening, Plato. Always a pleasure to be here. Let me start with Mr. Yakubu, the APC guy, and we're so happy that you are uh, here. Yeah. What make you to accept this challenge? Yeah, I, I think. Well, not a challenge, but open invitation. <laughs> it's not a challenge. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, good evening once more, Plato. Um, I believe politics or democracy is supposed to be something that the people, when I mean the people, people on the grassroots and otherwise, are enjoying its benefit. And when politics try to drift away and bringing it into a different dimension, individuals of worthy minds will like to have an opportunity to also share their own mind and to also correct the some of the erroneous things that are busy flying within. So what what do you think, you know, some of the things, you know, erroneous, you know, that the, you think your party lost out at the last election. Exactly. Uh, and your party has taken, you know, the PDP to court, challenging that the PDP, you know, uh, didn't valid, I mean, the candidate of the PDP wasn't validly nominated and mm-hmm. sponsored, you know, um, by the party. What do you think about that? All right. Uh, these are, uh, I don't want to downboard into judicial matters, but as it is, my party lost in the general election, not because of anything, but because I think some of our underperformances. And Can you give us a case in point? You say on the, I mean, you're saying that your party didn't perform, you know? Yeah, of course, it is underperformance that will bring you out of office. In as much as if you have performed, you're supposed to remain in the office. So it's clearly on the performance. It is. It is part of it, sir. So what are some of the other things, you know, that you think your party, right. you know, lost out? All right. They, uh, we have gotten about eight years for governance, and you can clearly see it. What are the infrastructures that we have laid down on ground? And the only thing you, 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 you pinpoint is the first administration, the appointees of government in the first administration, various local government chairmen were able to have done one or two things that the governor even uh, launched. But after what, what next? So you're saying that Governor Lalong's ineptitude was made, what made, you know, Plateau people reject the governorship candidate of your party in the last election? Part of, part of it, sir. Okay. Part of and it, what sir. other, you know, things will you... I think uh, the inability of some of our, our, our principles to listen to some advices that will not make the party to lose. Some of them are... They take themselves away from you when you are trying to give them worthy advice on how the party should go in tandem with what its founding fathers have brought in. Don't forget quickly that our party's motto is peace, unity. Peace, 
justice and unity. That's APC. APC. Okay. Right. So okay. If 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 these three points have not been, you, you, it's clear that you, most of it have not been practiced to some extent. Now you will not see. I just give us a case in point. Mm-hmm. How has it not been practiced so that you know? I don't want it for for us to have a vague conversation or uh, just using one uh, paintbrush, just painting. Just give us a case in point so that uh, uh, maybe you help out to people to recall some of the things because I mean, eighty years such a long time, and of course, uh, people have selective amnesia. That's yeah. right. Okay. Uh, if you look at it clearly, you you understand that the. There was a local government election when the APC was in power. 2021. 2021, That's yes. That's right. Yeah. Um, only in Nigeria, or only on the plateau, have I seen a case that a contest has been laid, but only one person is participating. Now, the political parties have participated. I'm not a PDP member. I am a Pakat Pari member of the APC. Mm. And... Only the APC contested in that in that election. So why are you faulting that? Now, if it is a contest, it should be open. Individuals should participate. Political parties, rather. Exactly. Yeah, Political parties, mm. thank you. Mm. They should participate so that at that contest, you now know who really is unpopular before the people. Okay. Well, interesting. We're going to come to you, uh, Mr. John Kelly. Uh, good to have you once again. Thank you. Last week, former um, uh, elder statesman and member of the BOT of PDP, uh, Fidelis Tabgun, granted an interview to the Sun newspaper, and he was advising Governor Mudfang that he should just let go of the saddle and respect the decision of the Court of Appeal uh, that declared Nentawi the winner of the last governorship election. As a member, I'll say, of the PDP, what are your thoughts? Well, thank you once more for this um, opportunity. I, I think basically I wouldn't say at this point that I am surprised because I am not surprised. Why, why is that? Because we are where we are today because of... Um, the kind of flows that comes from our elder statesmen on the plateau. If you look at it critically, right from 1999, some of our elders have been playing politics of convenience and patronage. And this is the same vein that we're in right now. And let me dissect it this way. Um, Governor Autumn, former Governor Autumn of Benue State, you remember the verbal altercations that ensued between him and the presidency and the president within the period that he served as the governor of Benue State. Benue. But immediately, the President Muhammad Buhari won his second term in office. Immediately, he assembled the leaders, the statesmen of Benue, and they went to the presidential villa and they told the president that congratulations. All we're here is for us to assure you that Benue is going to support you, irrespective of the challenges that we're having in Benue State. And within that period, I can tell you that Benue benefited more in terms of appointments, in terms of placements at the federal level, more than Plato that our governor had promised to die for the President Buhari within that period. Now, fast forward to the current 
position that we're having at this point in relation to the ex-governor Tabgun. I monitored the activities that ensued amongst all political parties within that period, be it the APC, mm. the PDP, and other political parties. And even when the PDP did her zonal flag off in Shendam local government, at that much if President, uh, if um, ex-governor Tapkin was there, when the PDP also did some strategic meetings in relations to engagement towards the elections, he was nowhere to be found. What I'm trying to lay here in essence is that some of our plateau statesmen have decided to be local politicians. Local politicians in the sense that they delve into local politicking instead of protecting the interests of the state at the upper level. And that is the position we are in right now. When the PDP lost government in 2015, all the elders before that period were hallelujah to the PDP government. And as soon as the PDP lost government, the tune of the game changed. And most of our elders that we had within that period, they were all hallelujah again for the APC administration. So what I'm saying in essence is that most of our elders at this point, most of them are looking for placement. Invariably. So you're saying that they don't care about the uh, collective let, let me, interest? I, I, I am being very specific on some of these issues because I have had interactions because it's a painful issue as a young person. As a young person, we are moving for the advancement of governance and democratic gains in our country, even beyond plateau state. And for you to see individuals that you have so much respect for, individuals that you revered, and at some points they deviate because of personal interest. The issue on the plateau is not the issue of an individual. It's the issue that all the collective interest in plateau must be fused together for us to have what we need as a state, regardless of your affiliation to a political party. And what we've seen over time, if you look critically from 1999 to 2007 when Governor Daria left office, you will understand what I'm saying in essence as it relates to the elders on the plateau. Fast forward again from 2007 to 2015, you could also see the trajectory of the same thing happening. And today we are having the same form. Now, for His uh, Excellency, the ex-governor, to have voice out, you know, his opinion on the said issue, and some people had said that, okay, he's a member of the PDP. He's not a member or whatever. I don't want to delve into the stories whether at this point he's still a member of the party or not. But the reality of the matter is that what I know about membership of a political party and person who holds strong allegiance to his political party because the, elect the electoral circle completes with the courts. Governor Mutfan was at the tribunal. And the tribunal affirmed him as the duly elected governor of Plateau State. Then the APC moved to the appellate court, the appeal court, and the appeal court obtained the uh, decision of the lower the tri tribunal. Yeah. Now Governor Mutfuan is at the Supreme Court. What I expected was for the ex-governor probably to have waited for the circle of the electoral process to be completed. Because the election starts from the political parties and it ends at the courts. So the circle ends at the Supreme Court for the case of the governor. 
which I had expected that His Excellency Governor Tabgon should have waited for that point instead of delving and insinuating or inferring into what is currently happening on ground. All right. Well, let me come to Mr. Yakubo. Yes. What do you think of the governance of uh, Governor Mutfang as an APC, Katkari member of APC? Do you think that Governor Mutfang is on the right path, you know, to restore the state to greater, bring the state greater prosperity? Or do you think that... Uh, uh, the governorship candidate of your party will have done a better job uh, in place of Governor Mutfang. Uh, uh, His Excellency Governor Caleb Mutfang has clearly endeared some of us to him because of performances. You recall recently, because he just assumed office, but what he has achieved to some extent has never been achieved with some past administrations here on the plateau. While we were busy forming committees of inquiry, or what did they call it, checkmating former administration, Mutfan, when he came into power, he went directly into work without looking at anybody. You can imagine how just roads have been turned. We had an opportunity of making this just to become what it is, but we have never used it. That's your party? That's, that's my party. And I mean we, I'm talking of my party. Okay. Yeah. But Paris Kalyab Mufan have shown Plato people that he's, 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 he's really ready to work. And he has shown it and he has been practicing it. I don't have a problem with him as a person. But as for the, uh, my party's candidate, I wish him well in what he is doing. But I think Plato State has a, a governor. And that governor is very And he should be given So you, you, I mean, you are openly telling the world that you prefer Governor Mutfang to the governorship candidate. Uh, is it that you have problem? I mean, okay, let me ask you this basic question. Mm -hmm. Who did you vote uh, in the last governorship election? All right. Uh, proudly, I voted Patrick Dakum. Why? Why? I mean, you're an APC card card member. Why? All right. Uh, while I belong to a political party, I have on my franchise. Okay. Yeah. Now, I decide to... Is it that you don't like the ideas of Dr. Nantawi entirely or you don't like uh, the party? I, 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 I Just help us to understand. I'm a person of process to some extent. Once okay. if your, the processes that have brought in the candidate of the party... Oh, so you are saying that the primary, you are voting the primary election exactly. in the APC. Okay. Exactly. Before, prior before the primaries, you recall that a lot of personalities who wanted to govern this state withdrew their candidature or aspiration. Mm. The case at hand is CJ Dakas. He withdrew. Only God knows why he withdrew. We were thinking it was okay. Others now decide, ah, they were panicking, including my, the, 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 the personality I voted for, Patrick Dakum. Overnight. Okay, okay, okay. I, I understand your point now. Okay. So the process that brought him into into being a candidate of my political party is something I cannot support as a person. I can never support that. I believe that everybody should be given a fair ground to contest anything he or she wants to. Well, it is unfortunate. A lot of them have not been given an opportunity to contest it fairly. So you are saying that uh, Nentawe was uh, imposed on... I don't want to use that word, imposed. Okay. But I want to use the word, the process that brought him 
is questionable. Okay, Gilbert will take the next round of questions. It's just, um, you know, to find out from you about perhaps the implication of your decision to even speak out. Um, you realize there could be some consequences and that, all right, and you're ready to accept the fact that what you're doing is, for example, going to be viewed as an anti-party activity by your party. That's right. I just wanted you to tell plenty of people about that and how you feel um, with the decision to even come up to speak. Speaking isn't an easy thing, as many would want to feel. All right. Uh, whether it the consequences of me talking is something that I will always will take as a person, even if it comes taking up my life. But I must speak the way it is. Now, anti-party, when you talk of anti-party, tell me one political APC member who is coming from my religion, Christianity, that has not went behind doors and voted for Peter Obi, then I'll tell you it's a lie. That's, no, that's, that's another. Yes, that's that's. that's you, you didn't see all right. the time they voted, Good. you know, and all of that. Exactly. So you can't generalize. That's the point. I'm not generalizing, but most of them, right? They went behind and they will go and vote for Peter Obi. Then now me, you will not give me a candidate to go and vote for. No, I have others to go and vote for too. So when it comes to anti-party activities, then we will now label each other. You, are, and you did anti-party, I did anti-party too. But Plato, why we're doing this thing is because of Plato, not because of a certain political party. Where are the NPN of former days? Where are the MPP? Where are the then SDP? They are no more around. It's a new political party, differently with different names. But people live. So the fact that I belong to the political party APC doesn't mean that I shouldn't even talk or doesn't mean that I shouldn't even contribute to the development of Plato State. I see that I must talk and I, this is why we're here. So. All right. Mr. John Keller, um, I want for us again to look at the judiciary and um, reforms, some of the reforms <coughs> that um, could help make this country better, could make our justice system at least a bit more transparent than what we have witnessed in the past. Um, some of these judgments, you have seen them, enough of, you know, talks and tales about the processes and all of that. But on these judges, don't you think there is too much pressure because they've got superiors? They were first and foremost appointed by people in high places. You know, what sorts of um, morality would you like for judges to uphold in this country hmm. wherein we would get to see more transparent outcomes in the courts regardless of parties and I mean enough of saying when a certain party wins 80 over 100 for example it means the process is, is transparent I don't want to believe that is that because we have seen the voices of majority in the last election presidential, come to governorship and all of that. We did see where these voices went and we saw some of the irregularities. I mean, what morality would you want for judges to uphold? Fine. I, I think I'll take it this way. In the 90s, that is in Peru, when um, Hugo Chavez was the president of Peru, then the then president of the Supreme Court was um, Cecilia Sosa. 
the president within that period brought a lot of Machiavellian strategies to strangle the judiciary, the manipulations from the lower and even up to the Supreme Court in order to create you know, a, a kind of an authoritarian leadership within that period. The president felt so worried about the faith of the judiciary under a democratic setup. And what she did within that period, she resigned. And while she resigned, she declared that the court has committed suicide. Now, following your question, and that is what I will want the judges in Nigeria to take a critical look into. Because a lot of people are raising observations concerning the happenings within the judiciary. Because we've been told from the elementary that the courts, or the court, is the last hope of the common man. Now, the common people, which we regard to the rank and file as far as politics is concerned, they've all went out, they voted for the candidate of their choice, and candidates emerged. And today, we are having Supreme Court, or we are having Supreme Court governor in the case of Imo State. We are having a Supreme Court um, senator in the case of Yobe State, Senator Ahmed Lawa. We are having a Supreme Court senator in the case of Gosula Pabio, the current Senate president from Akwaibom State. In Plata State, we are having Supreme Court House of Assembly members, I mean, appeal court. court yeah. We are having appeal court House of Reps. We are having appeal court senators. Does it make sense to you? And that is my concern that the judiciary need to take a critical look of itself and purge itself of the iniquities that they have within itself. For instance, I told some people while we were having a conversation, I said how I wish the law is like accounting. In accounting, there are safeguards handled to uh, an auditor. But is isn't it what the law is supposed to be like? But, but, but that is the variance I'm saying. Because in accounting, once a petition is written, in issues like this, because there are safeguards, there's what we call conflicts of interest or conflicts of, of intimidation. So once you are found within the conflicting, for conflicting issues as it relates to the current subject matter, you will have to excuse yourself because you've been found wanting within the discharge or in the course of the discharge of responsibility. Accounting upholds the principles of integrity, dignity, and respect. I think that should be the same thing that should be applicable within the judiciary. Because the judiciary, from afar, we were told that the blindfolded lady dispensed justice without mercy. Justice, yeah. And that is what we've not been seeing. We have seen variant cases, I mean, cases being, uh, uh, be, 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 uh, delivered at variance. You could see probably at the same case in Plata State delivered in this way. You go to a different state, you see the different nomenclature being delivered there. And that is the problem we're having. I remember I've said before, I have laid the foundation that in Nigeria, we have four devils of our democracy. And it starts with the political parties. Then it goes to INEC, the judiciary, and our security. Because all these, they are accomplices in the menace. We are passing through as a country. Once we can rectify the issues that has to do with our primaries within the political parties, that credible people, thank God that my brother from the APC has raised a fundamental issue. I don't want to be uh, a middle sum interloper. That's why I don't want to delve into the APC issue. So thank God he's the one bringing up all those issues that happen within the APC as a political party. But I am saying in clarity, 
as a lover of democracy, as an activist, and as a lover of Nigeria, that we need to do everything in all that we do. Because INEC, how can you say, for God's sake, you go to a court, and INEC tells the court that, okay, I monitored the repeated congresses within this political party. And the court will say, okay, no, with that thing, we don't agree with you. There are other issues underneath that you should have brought up on the table. And that is why we're having the issue that we're having on ground. So our laws, I pray that the National Assembly within, that, within this period will begin to look critically, removing the hands of the cause as far as the issue of elections are concerned. Not in totality, issues that has to do with election matters and issues that has to do with post-election matters. Probably those are the issues which we should be looking at. But the tribunals should be restricted within the provisions of the law. That has to do with the validity of election, whether your election was in substantial compliance with the provisions of the Electoral Act and the constitutions or constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Right. I, I think that should be the central point yeah. at this point going forward. <clears throat> Let's open the phone line 81 or you call 90 Or go to Facebook and drop your comments at JFM Joss on X at JFM Joss. Let's take the first call. Hello, good evening, thank you for calling. Gilbert and the thing is yes this is well listening straight to the um, point sir. speaking as uh, the last uh, uh, in my last case uh, has been if this uh, electoral act will not be reviewed by this uh, uh, national assembly the national assembly I think it will create a lot of problems this country because if you give the court their limit to operate to, to interfere then I will interfere I think that will be a better uh, position and I would like us to know that please as plateau people we should keep this issue into prayers not exchanging what Putting all this stuff on the plane, God will surely intervene on this issue. Then I would like uh, people to know that if you are in a, a political party, that doesn't stop you from saying the truth. Because, you know, it's only those that are there for their stomach or for their own selfish interest that will not speak the truth. Because why I'm saying this, I know. People will call and be criticizing this. Uh, yeah, we'll wrap up your thoughts, sir. So I'm saying we should speak the truth. Everyone should speak the truth. Plateau first before any other thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling the show. Hello. Hello, okay, 0812187-7777, or call 0905566699. Hello, good evening, thank you for calling. Good evening, okay. Yeah, tell us the name of the conversation, please. This is Yana We're listening. You have one minute, sir. I just want to commend you all. We can't hear you, please. Uh, maybe you call back when you get a chance. Sorry about that. Hello. Good evening, Pastor. Thank you for calling. Yeah, thank you for calling. We're listening. Thank you. I'm Musa Ike Kalu calling you from Bochi Park. We're listening. Thanks for calling, sir. You see, my brother, all this to and fro make my rolling issue. We solve this problem. PDP being a strong political party, 
is a colonial master. And it has colonized its people and they are now liberating. All these people you are calling, all of them, we are not taught by PDP. They are all one PDP strongholders in their various political parties. That's nothing, the party is not an issue any longer in Nigeria. Even the PDP stronghold has made it clear during the general election, they will not vote their party, their party candidate. I think if they clear, they used to say it properly. They will vote Opita Obi. It's not a hidden something. Whether we like it or not, it's not all about changing the judges and other things. The attitude, even if you change the law a hundred times, the question is, if you push a horse to the stream, can you force that horse to drink that water? That is our problem. It's all about attitude. You see all these things we are shouting now. Tomorrow, when the drum change, you will see the dance will change. Then we start going to the center. Condolence visit and all these things, trying to see where they belong to. We are in a great problem, my brother. Thank you. Keep on the job being. Thank you, thank you, thank you. After this, Gilbert will... Hello? Hello. Hello? Yeah, but you are not audible. So tell us your name. I, I pray that uh, we can get you clear. Hello? Okay, thank you very much. Can you hear me now? Yeah, go ahead. Tell us your name and join the conversation. Thank you very much. My name is Hano uh, Bilizang. I'm coming from around the Amigo area. I would like to start with the big boss. I don't know how people just go and remove the big boss as you see. Big is the truth. And, uh, and from that exit, and I know that um, the Bagot is representing the city of uh, South. And what is on the What is the big boss of the Bagot there? Because the English is just no. That is my first question. Then, coming to the issue of plateau state now. Mental is a plateau. And Caleb Motham is also a plateau. So I would like to call the, the people of Plateau State to unite. Because something in some areas, when you go, you hear this one, is, uh, this governor is for Mongol uh, 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 people, is for the you know, people, is for, for Afghani people. And this one is like this, like this. That is not what we want in Plateau State. We want to see peace in Plateau State. Every person that will get that position, we want to see work. As I see it from the governor that is coming in. I'm saying that this will be an opportunity for the mentality to come in. Thank you. The Thank you. know that the chief man has already said the, 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 the example by doing a very good work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I you. Where are of your thoughts? Because, he, yeah. He also, he, he will also do the right, uh, the right thing and the right work. Thank you very much. Thank you. Gilbert. Ayodile Agbabianka says, I'm glad an APC member is acknowledging the performances of Governor Caleb Mutfuang. It's Ibokwe says, the governor is not in any way deterred by the court verdict, but strong wills to give the people the dividends of democracy. Don Z says, kudos to the governor by encouraging his supporters to remain calm. Whatever that happens, there's a reason for it. Dimas Bala says, what difference will our vote make if our decisions will be changed by two or three individuals in the name of the judiciary? Mark Dachun says, APC has now polluted the politics of any groups, divided us. It's just unfortunate. Look at the way Musaba goes wears the cap of different ethnicities. It's a pity that his billboard was brought down. Felkuka Gowan says, 
Man must be a man, may God help us. Isha Kuzumji says, Indeed, the governor's speech is powerful. It's a sign of strong will in believing in the judiciary. All right, well, Mr. Yakubu Musa Pada, I mean, what will be your call uh, to your party uh, with all that has been happening, you know, uh, in the States over the last couple of days? Uh, my sincere advice to the party is for us to take up faith and understand that under performances need performances to correct is wrong. We should go back to the drawing board and not to be distracting real governance. So you think that your party is distracting real exactly, governance? Exactly, at the moment. Exactly. The party is distracting His Excellency from giving plot to what it voted for. We should go back to the drawing board, expunge or take away those who were enemies of the party. I told you that the party have been have been founded in on peace, unity, and justice. The framers of these words never never plead with it. But why are people practicing otherwise? So when we go back to the drawing board, we will now rebuild the party. And the party is not an evil party. It is a party that was founded for people to for it to develop to the people. So we should go back to the drawing board and Thank do you. the needful sir. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Yakubu Musa Pada. Really interesting thoughts. Uh, I wanted to say, but uh, Mr. John Keller. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our institutions must be virile, strong, and independent if you want our democracy to thrive. If you read through why democracy fails, it fails because certain indicators at some point mm. are not workable. Today we are celebrating the Great Britain, we are celebrating America and other strong democracies. Mm. Where did they start from? They build strong institutions that individuals cannot compromise them. And that is what we need to do here in Nigeria. That our institutions must not be compromised based on technicalities, must not be compromised based on perceived interest, must not be compromised by even the president. And that is why um, um, the former president of the United States of America was challenged by allowing the capital, you know, to be attacked, you know, during his electionary period. Mm -hmm. So Nigeria can be great when our institutions are built strongly. Okay. God bless the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Right, I want to give a disclaimer too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Musa Ike stated that most of these people are uh, PDP members. So I want to put it across to him that I have never been a political party category member of any political party except APC. Okay. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is very clear. Thank you for that, uh, Mr. Yakubo Musa Padan. We salute your uh, courage to come. Thank, thank you. you very much. And uh, this is not going to be one of, at least we found uh, a resource, you know, in you that uh, will educate people and let people know what's going on. Gilbert. Philip Sharibu and Governor Godwin Obaseki appear to have cast the die. Uh, the man went ahead to declare his ambition even under the PDP. So let's see how this drama unfolds. It's been a tough ride. Good evening. Very true. There's the march we'll take. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for coming. Uh, don't forget the news will come your way top of the hour, 6 o'clock. Do have a good evening. Bye now. Listening to JFM Podcast.